1: You're listening to Rabo and Co. Here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now nah here's louis Rabot. all right welcome back in 11 o'clock hour on a monday edition of the show how about that rebeau and co espn 680 1057 gotcha till noon bobby v after us and of course round table three to six today we'll take you local till six o'clock get you through the rest of your work day and of course the rest of your work week here on espn 680 1057 a reminder some of the i mean the stuff going around the station and and this zach tells me that football season is over the Dan McDonald Show tomorrow at 6 o'clock on 93.9. At 6 o'clock uh, on 93.9. Tomorrow, flagship station for the cards across the hall there. Talking baseball on the Dan McDonald Show there on uh, 93.9. Right after our guy Mangus uh, from 3 to 6 on the drive over on 93.9. And of course, back in action tomorrow, our the Louisville Cardinals, nine o'clock road game, Oof, Boston college, uh, Alex white never coverage will start at seven 30. And of course we'll have your coverage at nine. And then in the post game show with East Ethan Moore, who I, I have no idea how that guy sleeps and gets enough sleep to <laughs> post game shows after nine o'clock games and then teaching the students of America. I, I think you're probably right that he is not uh, getting enough sleep uh, that way. If you missed it, I did get a, uh, I foyer requested the Notre Dame women's uh, basketball game here in town and 6,377 people attended. That's 400 more people than attended uh, the most recent men's basketball game that I have a report for against Florida State. And so um, the women are officially outdrawing the men at the University of Louisville. That's where we are on the basketball side. And that's where I wanted to go today. Because I think I think we're, we're having a crisis locally, Zach, and we're just kind of so used to it that we're not even thinking about it. So we watched these games over the weekend, Zach. And... We love Damon Stoudemire around here because he had the greatest open to a postgame press conference in the last five years. We got that ass whooped. Questions. Is the best open to, <laughs> to a press conference in a minute. And you have Kenny Payne. You have all of his sound and you have all of the things. Him talking to a team about toughness and playing through and doing all those things. And it's interesting, Zach, to hear him talk about those things over and over and over again. And now we're seeing why. Because in Lexington, the Cats played a game against Gonzaga on Saturday. Gary Parrish, by the way, came out with a mock draft the other day on CBSSports.com. And I get it. Mock drafts are worth whatever you pay for them, and in this case, nothing. But we're going to use it as a thought experiment anyway. Zach, if you had to guess... How many Gonzaga players are listed in the first round?
0: I'm going to say there's as many Gonzaga players in the first round as uh, everybody listening to this station. None.
1: Zero is correct. How many UK players do you think are in the top four?
0: Top four? I don't think anybody's top four. Two. There's two in the top four.
1: Reed Shepard, second overall to the Spurs. Oh, come on. Now, I think that's a little hyperbole. But when you hear the Spurs, is it hyperbole?
0: No. <laughs> okay, there you go. The only D- thing that would be better is if he were foreign, because then he'd obviously <laughs> be in the, with the Spurs. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dillingham um, is fourth to the Hornets. And from everything we've heard about Rob Dillingham and how he plays in his ISO... That makes you know, sense.
0: That would make sense, right? Even though he didn't play on Saturday, which is a whole nother thing. Justin Edwards. 26th overall. Okay.
1: DJ Wagner, 23rd overall. In other mock drafts, Big Z in the first round. Aaron Bradshaw in the first round. Six first rounders. And then you see names like Antonio in the second round. You see names like that in the second round. Gonzaga has no first rounders on this team. And I kept thinking during the game, I don't, did anyone else notice that not only does Kentucky make mistakes this year, they have become predictable to the point that you could see that Mark Few had coached his team to be ready to force very specific turnovers? <laughs> One of the things they do, and they don't think about it, is after a defensive rebound does UK, there's such an immediate move to throw the ball to a point guard that there's no looking <laughs> to see if there's someone in the way. Big Z literally handed the ball to Gonzaga under the hoop on Saturday for two points.
0: In a they game, They ran the exact same play 50 times over, and it worked every time. Every single time. Aaron Bradshaw, the only defense they ever, ever played was he tried to tackle a guy because he thought he was playing football for a minute. And he they gave up do that.
1: four straight. Four straight offensive rebounds in the second half. Yes. On one play. And at some point... It has to be said. Why does Kenny Payne over and over talk about effort? Why does he talk about toughness? You are seeing it with Kentucky. They are not tough. They are not disciplined. They do not box out. They don't do the little things, Zach, that freaking matter. For winning basketball games And at some point It has to fall on John Calipari And past that It has to fall on Mitch Barnhart For that ridiculous contract
0: Yes Because that's a noose tying on Stuck with
1: that contract You are stuck with this coaching style You are stuck with a man With six NBA first rounders Potentially on his roster And they lost three in a row at home One to Florida When all you gotta do is foul And the game is over One to Tennessee, and they were never winning that game. They were never winning that game. And then Saturday, you watched that game, and all I could think, Zach, half that game was if they swapped coaches, Kentucky would be winning. Yes. If they swapped coaches, Kentucky would be winning.
0: And this is a recurring theme with Calipari. When's the last time that you saw his teams get better as the year went along? It happened in 2014. I think it's the last time. When they were... That, that's the Julius Randle, the Harrison. They got teams. better at the last, end of last season.
1: It needs to be said because they were trending toward, they were very similar last year, trending toward everyone. Oh, they're going to be an 8, 9, 10 seed. I was in that group. Issel kept saying, not going to happen. They're going to be fine. And they ended up, what, five seed last year? They were six. Six seed. And
0: they lost in the second round. I,
1: I think we are on a collision course for something
0: very similar if things do not change very quickly and frankly their seed's going to be worse this year right now they're going to make the tournament let's stop with is, that whole there conversation. there is
1: no reason so something something very frustrating about Louisville basketball for example one of the things <laughs> there are many is that the ACC sucks right now at a time when the turnaround for your program should be happening in front of us because they should just be playing a bunch of bump teams and just racking up wins I mean, Clemson's like middle of the pack in this, in this league. Clemson. With a bunch of very unathletic players. <laughs> and Louisville's at the bottom of the conference. That's not an acceptable thing. Kentucky's got all of this talent and no effort. And no organization on defense. Giving up four straight offensive rebounds should happen to no team. Let alone one with three seven-footers on the, on the roster and a bunch of NBA talent. Yeah. Dude, at some at some point this has to come home to roost and today I'm going after Mitch Barnhart. It's a weird thing to say, but I'm going after Mitch Barnhart. Kentucky fans are stuck with this for like four more years. They just are. And and I I hope they figure it out because I really do like the component parts of this team. I like the players on here, man. They're a lot of the guys are easy to root for. And it's a it's a credit by the way to the people in Rupp Arena that they sh- keep showing up like this. They are, they are very good at compartmentalizing their anger toward Cal. Grace. <laughs> Gratitude. Let's start there. Let's start there. Lifetime. Contracts. Let's start there. I, just, just,
0: I, I, just, it, I, I think it's done. Cal said when he got here that <sighs> Kentucky is a 10-year job. I think he's overstayed his welcome. Look, his teams aren't getting better. They're not getting better. They're, they have... This is supposed to be the gold standard they're program not doing, in college basketball. They're
1: just not doing the work, Zach. They're,
0: they're 12 years past their last national title. They're nine years past their last Final Four, which is unacceptable at this program. And they're five years past the last time they even made it to the Sweet 16. This is Kentucky. This is a program that should have the standards that Alabama football has on a regular basis, which is title or bust. And that's not been the case with Kentucky for the last five or six years and there's if you can't win with this team when are you going to do it
1: uh, that's the thing that is the real legitimate criticism is if you cannot win with this team with this talent with this kind of athleticism um these things
0: and w- when was the last time that we saw a calipari team calipari develop a guy as far as they always win just because i'm pure talent right when's the last time that we saw a guy fully developed because of calipari
1: Texter pointing out there are probably four more games that are easily losable on the rest of the schedule. I,
0: more I, than that. I
1: think that's absolutely true. Texter, dude, they're not guaranteed to make the tourney. Take a look at their schedule. I,
0: I, I think th- I don't, I, they're I, going to make I, it. I don't
1: know if they're, the, the word guarantee is right. I think that's. I, I think they could lose out and really hurt themselves. But I think like that kind of level of bad would have to happen the last part of the season yeah, for that. The North to Carolina miss.
0: win will get them It's in the not. thing
1: that stands out right now. Yes. Thank God they have that on, on their resume. Yep. I mean, for them, right? I mean, that, that's a... Okay, but here is here is the stat that I cannot get over. Mark Few had 37 opportunities for offensive rebounds, his team. Yes. They got 18 of them. 48.6% of their opportunities to get offensive rebounds, they did. This is the third UK opponent this season to top 48%. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's purely an effort issue. And, and this is where, obviously, this falls on Cal. I want to be very clear. But at some point, at, with every guy on that team making a bunch of money, when are we going to start criticizing these guys? When are we going to be critical of the players? Well, they got booed off the floor. Good. deservedly so. Good. There I've, is no reason to lose that game the way they did. No. There is no reason.
0: They what? They had a stretch in the second half that they scored on, I think, seven of eight possessions, and they gained no ground because they couldn't get any stops. It was back and forth, just basket for basket. Reed Shepard played a great second half, but Reed Shepard, let's, let's just call it what it is, overrated defender. He's not a great on-ball Oh, I,
1: I actually agree with that.
0: He's not a great on-ball defender, and we're seeing... He is, he is
1: a good on-ball defender perimeter defender he is not a good on ball no. interior defender i agree with
0: that. he has a couple defensive highlights that make you think he's a great defender and he's really not dj wagner was too limited to do what he does on the defensive end aaron bradshaw do you, wh- when is he showing up this year where's what all the hype around him nothing what what's his standout game is there one Who's? i don't think so aaron bradshaw oh yeah what is he the north carolina game i guess is probably the closest thing but that's supposed to be a guy that's your difference maker As a 7 foot big guy that takes over And does the work on the defensive end And he's not The other part
1: of this, by the way 4379680, our UPS jobs checks text line Keep them coming, people are doing a good job Oh, James out of here, how about that? You bum? Leaving before lunch He's bombs. this whole place is bombs. Hey, get out of here, James Black
0: <laughs> If anybody should be leaving the station Before lunch, it should be James I He actually, does great work
1: well, He's two player of the year, right? Absolutely I mean, Kentucky's going to lose ten games again this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Texts are saying the last development I can remember is
0: SGA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. No. That's right.
0: Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. But he, even but that he's started much in January. In we had
1: seen that by this point of the season, yes. right? Yeah. That's.
0: But yeah. he's a much better NBA player than he ever was a
1: college player. <clears throat> yeah. I, I. That. How many times have so we seen I, that for? Kentucky okay. Guys? So that part I don't hold against Cal as hard as other people because I think sometimes you just get an eighteen-year-old kid, and he gets better when he's twenty. I that part doesn't bother me, but. There's too many examples for me to not
0: think about. But the overall success rate is not good enough. No. I agree with that part. It's not good enough, for sure. If it's one or two guys, I would say, okay, well, that guy just developed later. Here's my question to you,
1: by the way. Mm -hmm. I brought up the talent disparity on purpose, and I'm going to go a little full circle here with Louisville basketball. Do you think there's a moment that, that Mark Few walks into Rupp with his team Sees the guys that Cal has, knows he can win because he's a he's he's a better game coach. Okay, Correct. right. Is there any chance he looks around that building and goes, "Man, I wish I
0: had this" instead of I'm the sure he Does to a degree.
1: If you're Josh Hurd, do you find out?
0: I don't think Mark Few's coming to Louisville.
1: Has the Gonzaga thing run out for Mark Few? I don't Are think- they at a point where? He's done it. He's been there since 1999. It's it's 25 years. I just think there are some guys that that's what they want. Uh, th- th- I think Mark Fe- that may very he's had well be many true. So to I leave. am asking very succinctly. Yeah. You can have Louisville. You can have these resources. You can have this, et cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is he the kind of guy that after 25 years he's 61?
0: That's it. That's the other part.
1: Yeah. Come here for ten years and just do it.
0: Last I, if you're chance of the job. Heard you, you make the call. I don't know if Mark Q would do it. He's had so many chances to leave Gonzaga and never has.
1: And he appears to be a Pacific Northwest guy. He's That's from right. Oregon, played out there, coached at Gonzaga. Like it seems yeah. like he is a. And look, he's been at Gonzaga since 1989. Now, if you're listening to me right now and thinking he's not going to leave, there's no chance. Blah blah blah. The only other counterexample I'll give is is people told me that, you know, and he... Boy, what's the best example here? I mean, even Tom Izzo after titles at Michigan State was like a day from signing with the Cavs. I remember you know that. that. Oh, yes. There's no titles at Gonzaga. There's no, there's no big conference. You're playing in the kennel, which I'm sure is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Spokane is by every measure a very nice city. Yeah. But if you want to win a title... I think his chance at Zag is done, and I think I think you make that eminently clear to him. And you say, "Hey, what you had you know, what you walk through at Rupp, you can have here at the Yum Center." I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm. I think if you're Josh Heard, you got to find out. I think you have to find out,
1: and I think that's the kind of guy that that shuts up the entirety of the fan base, <laughs> right? Because no one would think of that as a bad hire, right? Am I, right. I mean, no, be an A hire from everybody, right? But I just, I, I remember thinking during that game, boy, if they flop coaches, if they swap coaches here, Kentucky's winning, and they just didn't do it. What are you reading that you're shaking your head?
0: Oh, just some <laughs> trolls about 93-9 uh, and, you know, being too negative about KP, all that kind of stuff. 93-9 is too negative? Oh, no, uh, Diener, because he's on 93-9. He's on both. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, okay. they're like, oh, because, you know, we have to deal with the parent and negativity and all that kind of <laughs> Oh, oh! You should have seen the Twitter after uh, they won on Saturday, going after Taylor for doing post game and Taylor telling the truth and being like, "This is a nice win and everything," but it's not anything more than that. Like, Louisville fan reaction after games on Twitter is hilarious. Uh- we're going to do Coach
1: Sound next. I need to go to the bathroom, so we're going to take a break. Um, this is Robo ESPN 680, Uh We're going to do Coach Sound next. I want to hear from Cal. Um, he, he's going to tell us that they lost the game in the first half, which is kind of true. Um, and he's got a, a message for U.K. fans. <laughs> U.K. fan messaging talk next.
2: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system.
1: Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. And Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, nah, here's Louis Rabot. Time sure from now. Die- uh, welcome back in. Rabot and Co. here, ESPN 680 1057. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell, hanging out with you. Bobby V. after us, of course, round table 3 o'clock. Take your local till 6 p.m. here on ESPN 680 1057. Uh, Kentucky hosted Ole Miss tomorrow. Sometime around 3 in the morning, uh, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show will appear here on 680-1057. I kid, I'll probably like 1115, something like that. <clears throat> I want to remind you to enter that elk draw today at the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife website as well. And of course, a uh, reminder to uh, we'll have both of those uh, games late tomorrow night. Uh, 7.30 start uh, for the pregame over on 93.9 for Louisville. Boston College uh, as well. Text coming in now at this point. Uh, Texture, can you explain to me why everyone on um, UK did nothing but head down drives to the rim in the first half? It's a fantastic question. This team, we used to really praise the offense and how they were playing. And even those creative parts and the spacing and those things, some of those things are going away. That's not a good sign. Uh, long-term text so that twitter dude says the same garbage every day i constantly get on him for really loving bad basketball and being a kp apologist he thinks fans and media are the reason louisville isn't winning or getting recruits i, I don't know um cl brown over the weekend said that louisville's got a bunch of bums on their team
0: apparently these guys can't play <laughs> got four or five stars on the team carry that water cl carry that water Man it's straight into the desert. Oh boy. Straight into the desert. Imagine when they get a star. Well, guess what? They have pretty good players and they don't have anybody in the recruiting class. So we may never know. Will we? It's just fantastic. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go
1: ahead. Uh, Cal's message to fans. Can we do that one? Zach here? This is Cal, uh, two. Um, I have, I have Chris Max sound on here, which makes me a little hard in the nipple region. We'll do that later. Um, Let's go ahead. Uh, Message from Cal to UK fans after their third loss in a row at Reparino. I just, I, I I want to tell our fans that how much I appreciate what they are doing for this team or what they're trying to do. They're here. They're loud. Uh, When we needed them, they stood up. They went, you know. And then this team needs it. And I just say stick with them. And I appreciate the fans and. You know, uh, you walk into this building, and it's packed like it's been for three games. You know, we we just normally come out like on fire, and we just haven't. So, um, But, again, nothing has changed in my mind with this team. I mean, we have the ability to do what we want. We're just going to have to do it together. Okay. A lot of a uh, lot of jibber jabber in there, but one thing he said that I appreciate: support them. <laughs> the last thing anybody wants to hear is a coach say, "Stick with me." Right? Yeah, don't do that. Um, Texture Zach needs to play "My Baloney" by Weird Al. That's good.
0: That's good <laughs> uh, I have heard that. Yeah. Texture. I am familiar with Weird Al. Hopefully,
1: Bellerman doesn't tip off at eleven thirty. That's a really good programming text. I, that's just. Well done. That is someone who needs a life, but I appreciate you texting that in anyway. All right. Well. Yeah.
0: How about our well, twenty minute post game show the other day? How about that? Oh man. stay with could, him. We could have done two hours and twenty minutes on that game.
1: Uh, I I will say the reason I wanted you to play that uh, text texted deflect Cal deflect deflect I, I'm with I I can't disagree with you man I can't disagree with you I wouldn't want to hear from that guy either if I was a UK fan at all wouldn't want to hear from him. not right now. Uh, do do to do, do, do uh, texter, you all play the best bumper music. Oh, there you go, Zach. How about that? Um, Texture. Mario Mendoza's career batting average was 215. KP's win- winning percentage is 214. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that Beth Haven coach is still available. Um, KP, by the way, um, is going to get some praise from me right now. Zach, when I did this show last year with Dan, I whined the entire summer that I had to watch thirty two games of U of L basketball last year. Now, in full transparency, I watched thirty one. One of the games we were on vacation, I didn't catch it. And I said, All I want is a decent team. And then we got Jeff Brown. And he showed up and he made Louisville football interesting. And so I got I got a, a season of that, right? And then this UK team started off in a really, really great way. And then U of L went back to reverted to what it was doing last year and all i said was i need kenny Payne to start winning some of these games at the end of the season to make this as muddy a decision as possible and i'd love to know if we got a deposit on saturday and by the way shame on all the media for not asking if that was a deposit do your job that is shame (laughs) we need to be better people (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Um, So speaking of fans, can you can I get the sound of KP at the podium and how the negativity from fans and social media is affecting the team? My God, I love this stuff. Go ahead.
0: Kenny, towards the end of that game, the crowd really seemed into it. It might be a little cliche to say that, you know, crowds impact on a game. But when it goes that long without hearing a crowd get loud like that, how much of an impact does it have
2: when they're getting into it? I think these kids, we live in a generation where they love affirmation. Um, and so to see the crowd embrace them and, and fight through a critical time and, and take a lead and do it decisively, uh, and the fans all supported them and cheered for them, and it was loud in there, I think they need to hear that. Um, to be honest with you, um, met with a family this morning of one of the players, and they said, like, there's so much negativity. How do you deal with it? How does I get my son to deal with all this negativity from the media, from social media, from everywhere we turn? There's all this negativity about this program. And I just tell him you have to be like me. We come to work every day and I focus on one thing. How do I get this team better? We win, the negativity will go away. We don't, it's going to stay there. <laughs> it's just what it is.
1: I wanted to play that because the end of that is the thing that I think matters the most.
0: I actually think that was one of his better answers.
1: Not even close. It's one of
0: his best answers. Absolutely.
1: So let's do sports talk radio, Zach. Is KP growing into the job?
0: No. They're playing bottom feeder ACC teams. Let's not make more of it than what it is.
1: That answer was very good. Come on, Zach. Positive radio.
0: I'm being positive. They won. Let's give them some credit for winning. How about that? Damn right. But no, and <laughs> let, let's stop this whole conversation about. Oh, is this going to mean that KP should get a year three? No. Well,
1: it would no. be it would be year two. Oh no, they won. Never mind. It would yeah. be year three. No, it's year sorry, three. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Get it
0: right, Louis. Sorry. 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 Bad accounting. No, but no, like the, we are. They're twelve and forty-four. Okay. They there's a reason there's negativity. It's because they're losing games. This it's is the, really not more complicated than that. correct.
1: Number one. Number two. it Texture points us out, this was my next point. Is that Rick Petito takes his kids off social media for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you can think of it as draconian. You can think of it as anti-2024 or whatever. But it's for what you're talking about. And I want to give a different example. So um, if you have followed this show, you know that my wife had to figure out some things with her health in the last couple of years. And one of those things, Zach, is that she had to cut some things out of her diet. And if she eats them, she gets very sick and it affects her for months at a time. And I'm not exaggerating, okay? So she doesn't eat those things because it creates negativity in her life. Here's my suggestion to people who make lots of money playing basketball. Maybe in exchange for making lots of money playing basketball, you stay off social media. I'm sorry. Is that – I mean, they act like it's cutting off a knee. I mean, give me a break. It's freaking social media. If it negatively affects your life, cut
0: it out. Don't do it. Cut it out. You it's have like, a bad
1: girlfriend, you break it break off. Break up. Yeah. What are we doing? This stuff should be so basic and so simple. You have all of these positive benefits in your life, and you're sitting on these negatives. Uh, Ken Palm ratings for the U of L wins this season backing up Zach. Bellerman three fifteen. UMBC 312. New Mexico State 250, Pepperdine 222, Georgia Tech 138, Florida State 83, Miami down to 71,
0: man. They played North Carolina tight the other day, though. They lost by Miami. Who did? Miami. Yeah, they did. That was a good game. Yep. But that's the thing. And look. Let's give them some credit. They did play close against Duke for a while. They played close against North Carolina for a while, but it shows that the talent is clearly there, so saying Boom. that there's no stars yes. is there is ridiculous. Is, is Don't go five touch. and seven in non conference against one of the worst non conference schedules in the country, and we're not having this conversation if they were if they won 18- thanks for listening to the podcast, yeah, thanks for listening. To- <laughs> 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 I asked that question. There you go. But uh, no, if people would have won 18 <laughs> games this year, 19 games, and you saw some improvement, we'd be having a different conversation. They're beating up on the bad teams of the ACC. And, look, Georgia Tech did beat Duke and North Carolina, so let's put that out there. But let's not make more of it than what it is. They're winning some games because they've got talent, and they're going to win games because they have talent. But, no, there's no need for a year three. There's no need to, Don't – don't let the end of the season fool you. We've seen this happen in the NFL – one of the examples I always use is Eric Mangini with the Browns in 20, 2009 they start one in 11 they win the last four games they keep him. they think okay we got some momentum they're still the Browns the next year he got fired don't let the end of the season because you're beating up on teams you're supposed to be don't let that fool you seven games left still
1: seven games left let's take Duke out of it so six games yeah at BC okay. BC at home at Pitt Notre Dame at home yeah Syracuse at home Vatek at home. Now, let's be very clear. With the way they've been playing, mm-hmm.
0: they're going to win some of these games. I think they're going to beat Syracuse at home. They should have beat them up there. They're I agree with be, that. They're going to beat Notre Dame.
1: I think that's probably right. Do they catch a BC or vatech at home? Here's my point. Yeah. I think they can go over 500 the rest of the season because of yeah. their
0: schedule. Yes. I think that's... Mostly,
1: and I want to be very clear about this, mostly because of the schedule. Correct. Okay? Again, what you think, what I think matters... Almost nothing. Because Josh Hurd has makes this... Not Josh Hurts, head coach of Indiana State, but rather yeah. Josh Hurd, athletic director at the University of Louisville across the street.
0: I hope they hire him just so people have to I, would be do fantastic. that all the time. It would be fantastic.
1: Just the most hipster hire ever. Yes. That would be legitimately the most hipster hire ever. I, um... I, I, the, the conversation, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm the only one doing this. I'm the only one doing this. And... I was the only one on Friday. What did I say ahead of the Gonzaga game? I, th- I think Gonzaga's going to win this game. Yeah, you're right. I just went on historical context of, of, uh, excuse me, of Kentucky not losing three games in a row at a Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. So I just ran with that. Yep. Even though in my head on Friday, I was like, mm, Gonzaga. <laughs> I, know. I, I, gotta, I don't know what it is, man. I don't think Kenny's is out the door as people around here want him to be. That's what.
0: I think I, it's over.
1: I, I know you do. It's over. You also think Tony Romo's good at calling games. Well, uh, one of those
0: two statements is true.
1: <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um text Twitter is not for players and coaches. It's for fans to be crazy. That's what it's for. I could not agree more. Mm-hmm. If a player's on Twitter, he's just asking to be
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, what does he think? His mention is mentions going to be full of right. positive reinforcement? Do you think my
1: DMs are positive? I do this. Yeah. Hey, please. That's.
0: Sometimes you have, don't even want to look at the text line because of that. We love the I mean, texters, by the way, for oh, the most part. Yeah, no.
2: Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere.
1: Co. here on ESPN 680 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. Alright, welcome back in. Only getting a, a couple of uh, hate texts from people that love uh, that love golf. Uh, here ESPN 680 105.7. How about that? I just don't know what they
0: want. Don't have fun. Be quiet. What do you think their average age is? A viewer? Yeah, for golf.
1: I don't know the answer to that.
0: It's I- the I'm oldest a- of all the sports.
1: I'm always amazed at, at at the fact that people have lives where they can go golfing.
0: I know. The two sports that have the oldest age group. Baseball. Baseball and golf.
1: That's the thing, too. Like, people that love golf, I understand it. I get it. And someone texted in, like, oh, I don't know anything about horse racing. No, that's fair. But I think golf is heading toward that. I think golf, like boxing or like baseball, is heading toward a very, very niche sort of part of the market. So if it's in your town and you really care about it, then, yeah, it'll be a thing that you care about. But if it's not, then I think you, you won't be... Uh, following it that way. Um, Chip Kelly to Ohio State. Is UCLA's head coach Pia better or the uh, offensive coordinator job at Ohio State?
0: I actually think offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Bias right now, I think it's... UCLA is in a financial pickle. Yep, they are. The reason they're in the Big Ten is because they need to make up a whole lot of money. And partially because you- USC had to take I mean, People
1: know they were going to just cancel half their sports, right? Yes. Okay.
0: UCLA... They have they play at the Rose Bowl. They get thirty thousand people unless USC is playing against them or unless they're playing a big time opponent. It's not big time football right now. It's just not.
1: Um, yeah, and and just there's just a lot of unknowns with the California with the LA schools, I should say. Right, and then just in, in joining the new conference.
0: You, I think USC is going to be fine. I am. I think
1: Lincoln Riley is.
0: Not I think USC will be much. better once Lincoln Riley's gone. I think that's totally true. I don't think Lincoln Riley's a good coach.
1: Uh, he is. You know who he is? Lincoln Riley is who people think Ryan Day is. Lincoln Riley is who Lane Kiffin used to be. That's who he is. Now, Lane Kiffin is, you can say whatever you want about Lane Kiffin. That guy has grown up a lot uh, in the last couple of years, and I think is one of those guys that um, definitely do that. Zach, if I end up on remote tomorrow, will we still be friends?
0: I think so. Okay, all right. You want to test that up?
1: <laughs> I just—I uh, know the guys are doing shows out at Blind Squirrel in Columbus. Uh, Ping me. I just got to talk to Drew about if he can leave the equipment for me or not. So I don't know. Just free lunch sounds good tomorrow. I don't know. There's free yeah, lunch here, too. I was
0: gonna say we raising canes tomorrow. <laughs> it's
1: free a five lunch. minute drive from my house as opposed to the twenty five minute drive to get here. So <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of fun horse racing stuff out at, uh, at Blind Squirrel. They take care of us out there. Um, but yeah, I—I I, I wonder with Chip Kelly. Here's my only concern about that move. Does it not feel a little like Bobby Petrino being hired at Texas A&M with,
0: no. with Jimbo Fisher? No, because Ryan, it doesn't Day, feel that Ryan Day played for Chip Kelly. He coached under Chip Kelly. They're on the same page. Ryan Day is going to okay. let Chip Kelly call the plays. He's not going to meddle. I think this is the best move Ryan Day could have made. And okay, Chip Kelly, every year that he was the head coach at Oregon... And he was a play caller. They were in the top 10 in rushing all six years. And Ohio State has not had a good running game since J.K. Dobbins in 2019, and they need a good running game. Because and we way, saw too good players, way too many good
1: players. Yeah. Way too many
0: good running backs. We back saw what happened game. last year with the offensive line. We saw it with Kyle McCord. Ryan Day was going to give up play calling, and then he didn't trust it for whatever reason. I think he's going to do it now, and he's going to be a CEO figure. I don't expect Chip to be around long. I think it's going to be a lot like Lane Kiffin when he went to Alabama, and he got a championship, and then he ended up getting another job. Maybe Chip Kelly gets another job, but I It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't, because I don't know if he wants to be a head coach in today's era of college football. Maybe he just wants to be an offensive play caller, because that's what he was born to do.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Texter, the PGA doesn't know what it wants. Sounds kind of like my wife, unless, of course, she's listening, in which case, hey, honey, I'm just kidding. There it is.
0: (laughs) That's a husband right there.
1: Oh, man. Um, uh, Texter, the most confusing Chip Kelly news is the whole Cincinnati head coaching situation. Did you hear about this? Yeah, he
0: got interviewed for it, and they picked Satterfield. Any credence to that? That it ha- I think it happened. No, no, I think it definitely
1: happened. No, what I'm saying is, any in your mind, I just ask you if there's a problem at all, potentially, with Chip Kelly, yeah, going to Ohio State rather than whatever. It does it feel like a Bobby Petrino type move? You said no. No. Is it? Is there a red flag at all that he got passed over for Scott Satterfield? No just a, a legitimately terrible decision.
0: See, they, this is different because we're talking about chip Kelly as an offensive coordinator rather than a head coach. Those are very different things. His head coaching record is irrelevant when it comes to Dude, his I think, offensive coordinator abilities. I, I want to be clear.
1: I didn't know about this story until the weekend. Maybe I'm not in the minority that way, but I think chip Kelly balls out at Cincinnati. I agree. I think he would be awesome there. Cause if you can even get second and third tier, Ohio, Indianapolis, you know, dudes, Detroit dudes, whatever. Like, you could put a team together. Frankly, in the, I've said this a lot, and I apologize for repeating this point, but schools like Cincinnati should specialize in being the landing spot for transfer portal guys from Ohio that try something else and don't either get playing time or it just doesn't work out wherever they go, whether they head down to a Southern school or they go to Ohio State or they play somewhere else in the Big Ten. That's what Cincinnati should try to do, is get those dudes and do what Jeff Robb did last exactly. year, essentially.
0: That's what they should be. And
1: I think I think Chip Kelly could
0: do a damn good job with that kind of team. Yeah. I think he'd be really I think bad. Chip Kelly's going to ball out at Ohio State. He's never had this kind of talent before, even when he was at Oregon. They had the Michael James and Kenyon Barner and, you know— Did um, he coach Marietta? His freshman year, yes. Okay. Yeah, and then he then did he, the Eagles job. Got it. Yeah, he got Mario. I didn't Oda know how much they,
1: they they overlapped. So yeah. not when it, not in his prime.
0: No, Mario had Re- Mark Helfrich. Helfrich. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mark Helfrich, I think, was the play caller at that time. A little underrated, isn't he? Old Helfrich? Mark Helfrich. Yeah. Eh. Well, they got to the national title game, and then the program kind of fell off after. Yeah. That. He's kind of like Larry Coker in that regard. Larry Coker. What a reference. He, when he took over Butch Davis's program <laughs> and won a title, and then was a pass interference call from winning a second, and then after that they cratered. Man, oh man. All right. And it was the right call, people
1: quick horse update a horse named Tennessee how about that a horse named Tennessee uh, below Luan Machado won an allowance at uh, at Turfway Park on Saturday and you might be saying hey Louie there was a stakes on Saturday at Turfway Park why aren't you talking about the stakes fair question loyal listener I appreciate you very much uh, Zig Zappa was the name of the horse that won the stakes uh, on Saturday um, oh no wait that was uh, the race after what am I doing uh, race 7 was the stakes excuse me um, and so, uh, nicest Pie, excuse me, won the stakes there. Uh, the favor goes off uh, under Adam Biskitsa. uh Going that six and a half furlongs, it was for Phillies uh, that are three years old. So they're getting them ready for the Cincinnati Trophy, which is the race before the Bourbonette Oaks, which is the qualifier for the Kentucky Oaks on that side. But Tennessee ran on Saturday. And the reason I bring this up is twofold. First is the connections with Tennessee. It's a Brad Cox trainee and is running at Turfway Park. Uh, a winner and a second place finisher have come out of that route in the last five years and the second part is no one else has impressed me zach on the three-year-old trail this spring no one's been consistent no one's been great back-to-back etc we at least have in tennessee a horse that's never gone shorter than two turns or shorter than a mile i should say i think the first race was at churchill at a mile um and so i i just i think with all of the different ways to qualify for the derby that that a guy like brad cox is really spreading out his horses into different routes and different trails with no one having shown a great spring so far. Could a horse like Tennessee be the one uh, that ends up in the starting gate for the Kentucky Derby? And Zach, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to say yes. yes. I think he stays okay. on this trail. I think he runs uh, in both the Bataglia and the um, – either in the Bataglia get the points and try to get in or they'll go straight to the Jeff Ruby because it is a little bit earlier than the other preps uh, will be – up there for that day. I Zach you'll you'll uh, be able to figure out some kind of uh someone to sit in that chair so that you can come do the show with me. Oh yeah. Up um, Turfway Park. We're going right. that on that Friday. It'll be fun. So. How about that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh there you go. Tennessee horse to watch uh from your your buddy Louie uh who is watching the horses so you don't have to my friend who watches golf even though I
0: don't. So UCLA so, yeah. hired a new coach already? Yep. It's a player that you'll have heard of too. <sighs> okay. Uh, UCLA alum? Yes. Oh. Go ahead. Deshaun Foster
1: where was he most recently
0: he was a I don't even know remember he played for the Panthers he was running how back there how old is Desha- Deshaun Foster he late played 30s? in the 2000s he really let's see here
1: well, you're catching me off guard here
0: he was the UCLA running back coach they
1: just hired from within
0: yeah he played for the Panthers most notably then his last year was with San Francisco
1: Foster, who had taken a job with the Raiders as the Raiders running back coach in recent weeks, is now the UCLA head coach. Yep. He emerged as from a pool of eleven candidates, many of whom were already sitting head coaches. Hmm. Wow.
0: I didn't see that coming. I,
1: I sometimes these deals, man, I just I wonder if people think they're smarter than they are. <laughs> deshaun foster how old is deshaun foster 1980 he was a year older than me so he just turned 44 in january man oh man coaching's a young man's game now isn't it it is tell you what
0: (laughs) oh man Deshaun foster ucla head coach how about that
1: he's a hall of famer there as a player yep i guess i had forgotten about that man oh man
0: was he on any good teams well, uh, oh, he went in the second round. That's Yeah, great. he was a second he round was a really, That's true. He was a really good player. He was really good in the NFL with the Panthers.
1: Ah, oh, second team All-American, 2001. I forgot about that. 4-4-9, 40-yard dash.
0: They had a team in 98 that almost played for the first BCS title, and they lost to Butch Davis in their Oh,
1: that's right.
0: Yep. That's right.
1: Have you been out there? Have you been to Pasadena?
0: I wish I ha- would have. That's I want to a- go to Pasadena. It is a...
1: It is a beautiful area you, you you understand why the rose bowl is the rose Bowl. i was gonna say i'm a big there,
0: 10 yeah. guy of course i want to go to the <laughs> city,
1: you know? well that's no, regular season game how about that
0: yeah, yeah you know, man oh ohio state fans are gonna pack that place we have Michigan the rest fans Penn state fans 100%, yeah. ucla games are not are gonna be road games for them yeah yeah it's they kind of already are whenever <laughs> good say. teams go out there yeah, right um we have we
1: have all week to talk about it now the football's over but uh Good article on ESPN.com about the new rivalries in college sports Yeah, and what that'll look like. Some of these games we're talking about, like the USC-Ohio States and the yeah, Oregon-Michigans yeah. and uh, Wisconsin-Washington. You know, these kinds of awesome matchups that are going to start out. Obviously, Texas coming into Georgia the SEC. Texas. Oklahoma Texas, playing Alabama. Alabama, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, just so many good uh, new rivalries. We'll get into that as the I think Everybody hates
0: on. realignment, but then you just look at the games that are going to happen. It's get great played. at the
1: top. Yes. It's great at the top. And that's where you have to decide as a sports fan how much you care. Is it it, the same thing happens um, in golf? People pay attention to the majors, right? It happens in horse racing. People pay attention to the Triple Crown. Nothing else. Like you know, when you get to a certain level, that's what you pay attention to. But honestly, it's one of the great things about college basketball is that you have to pay attention to all of it, right? I mean, if you if you don't pay attention to Indiana State, they could wreck your bracket. That's right, right? That kind of stuff. But at the same time, by the time we get to the Final Four, we want to see Kentucky and Kansas and UNC and Duke and Indiana and Louisville and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, the Final Four last year didn't really register with people. Even it did not. It was Cinderellas. It did not. It was UConn and the bunch of. Well, Cinderella's. and
1: it also showed that guys like me are wrong. Where Louie was wrong, um, the UConn is absolutely a modern. Juggernaut. Yes. And no one cares. <laughs> People care about the blue blood thing way more. It is really fascinating. I
0: think it would have registered if, you know, they had another one. If they'd had Duke or they'd had North Carolina. Somebody like that. But Yukon can't carry it by themselves. They cannot. Kentucky we can, Kansas can, North Carolina can. Yukon's not there yet. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um Let's see if I can find it. Oh well. I um I did get a nice text from somebody on Friday saying, hey, I hope Michigan State has a good weekend in sports. And for people who don't know, obviously they they won the game against Illinois. That's right. You text me, Michigan State doing Michigan State things. Yep. Um, and I thought about that, Zach, once you texted it to me. And I was watching that game, and I just – Louisville is so far from that level. Yeah. For playing in games like that. I mean, just how that game played out, the two teams – I mean, Illinois lost, and they were still really good.
0: <laughs> they don't have to be far. Uh, Iowa State. I know, man. TJO, what he's doing out there? Fantastic. I know. I
1: know. It's really frustrating.
0: Yeah, that, but really that's but that's that's ultimately what Louisville fans want. They want, then, just want to watch games and feel important.
1: And then Michigan State got the sweep in hockey against Michigan. Yeah, and that felt damn good. One of those was in Ann Arbor and one was in Detroit. They weren't even on their home ice, got both wins. Michigan
0: State That's Hockey hard. Powerhouse.
1: Little, little Michigan State Hockey talk on a Monday. How about that? Oh yeah. Uh, and as for the first hour tomorrow, I may or may not be a blind squirrel for a Fat Tuesday. If I am, I'll tweet it out. You can come uh, throw uh, chicken fingers at me at lunch. How about that? Please don't throw a chicken fingers. Can
0: I be first in line?
1: <laughs> he threw chicken fingers. I wouldn't have thrown chicken fingers. I would have thrown
0: chicken fingers. <laughs> Just set up the bullseye. I'm first up. Dunk in the uh, Cane Dunk take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will do a Raising Cane's read tomorrow. Oh,
0: man. It's not Tuesday without a Raising Cane's read. All right. What did we learn today? What's your uh, grand Super Bowl takeaway, you think? Mahomes and Reed are in the conversation. Yeah. And the new overtime rules, that just shows the attention to detail. The Chiefs are planning on going for two. 49ers didn't have a clue. And sometimes it's little details like that that proved to be the difference. Great game.
1: LOL. Look at you calling yourself a young man. I'm not young. I know that. Uh, text her. <laughs> Sean Foster was a running back. UCLA back to the back of the day. Yeah, man. No, he was good. Good. It up.
0: Your lesson should be Romo's good. <sighs> oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear the music. You got to get out of here. Alongside Zach Cantrell, Lou Rabo. This is Rabo and Co here. ESP 680. 1057. we will do two more hours tomorrow. We'll start at 10 o'clock. We'll be here at 10. We hope you are, too. Have a great day, everybody.